why didn't the Fantastic Beasts movies really work? And how could they have been way better? That's what today's bonus episode is all about. I'm Zach, and welcome to Belated Binge, the Harry Potter podcast that doesn't take itself or the books, or in this case, the movies, too seriously. I can't wait to get back into the flow of the chapter episodes, but in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this one as I try to save the Fantastic Beasts movie franchise with just two changes to each film. Let's see how I did. The Belated Binge Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Belated Binge Podcast. I'm Zach, your host, revisiting the Harry Potter series that I didn't read the first time until I was in my mid-twenties. Now, I have a podcast, and it's the Harry Potter podcast that doesn't take itself or the books too seriously. And I am thrilled to have you along for this bonus episode uh, here on the main feed. So I say it that way because what this is, is this is a kind of special edition of the Behind the Mic Uh, series that I have going on on Patreon for free elf patron tier and above. If you want to check out this this type of bonus content as well as um, other vast uh, array of benefits that are available over on Patreon, feel free to do so. Uh, You can get there from a link on my website, belatedbinge.com, or you can go directly to patreon.com slash belatedbinge. Uh, another cool feature with that is if you do sign up to become a patron and um, you copy your Patreon special, what do you call it, super secret uh, RSS feed from there, uh, you can enter that into some of the main platform, like listening apps, and you can get the Patreon feed directly into like your Apple Podcasts. So, uh, if you have a if you do become a patron, you don't necessarily have to uh, engage in all of the audio content specifically there on Patreon. There are options to get it right into your normal app, which is a cool feature. And I don't think I've ever actually said that during one of these episodes. So I thought I'd let you know that that is a thing that can be done to make it a, make that a little bit more accessible. Uh, and maybe a little bit more valuable to you uh, to be able to have that bonus content and have it right there in like your Apple Podcasts uh, app. But anyways, this isn't just a big long episode to plug my Patreon, uh, although love to have you over there. So, uh, but what this is, is a uh, is kind of a, a synopsis version, a summary version of a little mini series that I did for patrons in what I call a behind the mic uh, series and type of bonus content. And what it is, is I just grab a some sort of recording device that I can get a hold of. Uh, a lot of times it'll be my phone in transparency. And I just grab it and I start recording and I start talking Harry Potter during my everyday life. A lot of times it's when I'm out walking producer Jack. Uh, sometimes if I'm in like in the truck by myself going somewhere and I've got a little bit of time, I might pull it out and just do a a quick bonus episode for patrons right then and there. Uh, And this is kind of a a, a version of that. I am currently uh, sitting in my truck in a parking lot waiting on producer Jack to get done at the spa. Well, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but he's at the groomer, and I'm sitting here um, doing this bonus episode from the truck for you. And so um, that is what Behind the Mic is, 
and they are ultimately unscripted, unedited, uh, with very, very, very minimal edited. I try to clean up the audio as much as possible because, as you can imagine, um, when you just pull something out and start recording, perhaps when you're like out walking a dog, you might get some noise, and I can't help all of that. Uh, it's really more about the experience and kind of that raw, authentic. Uh, behind-the-scenes type of an audio experience that those types of bonus episodes uh, are, are going for anyways, but I do try to clean it up as much as possible and not have um, egregious sounds happening during the episode if I can help it. Um, so I do do that level of editing, but it's it's not like one of the chapter episodes where I'm like really doing deep dive into the chapter and taking notes and kind of scripting out, you know, a, a ultimately the flow of the episode and sitting down in like my you know podcasting like studio corner of the house and, and getting that really really pristine type of uh experience it, the this particular type of bonus content is not intended to be that uh this one should sound pretty good though because my setup i i planned on doing this in advance and so i'm actually uh, I'm safe from the wind. I'm not currently moving. Uh, I actually grabbed a, uh, a one of my um, one of my mics. This is my kind of my more portable mic that I can grab. So this one should actually be really good. Uh, so this will be available for patrons as well. Uh, they will get it first, and then um, I'll also release it on the main feed. Because what I'm doing here is I'm basically taking a a little mini series that I did originally for Patreon, and I'm kind of combining it to be one. Uh, high-level synopsis, uh, putting three of those episodes kind of together and giving you the cliff notes as a bonus episode here uh, to uh, basically release here on the main feed during the holiday season because uh, I'm about to go into just bonkers busy personal life and I'm not going to have a chance to really sit down and do those chapter deep dive type episodes, I just am not going to have the ability to record. uh, And I'm definitely not going to have the ability to coordinate with guests to get something scheduled um, to to set up anything like that. So uh, ultimately, I've got these bonus episodes, which you've heard some of them already, uh, by the time you're hearing this, uh, that have been coming out during this time so that you I make sure that you still have great uh, podcast episodes to uh, listen to over the course of the holiday season, um, even if I can't get the the chapter deep dives recorded at this very moment. So what this one is is it's all about Fantastic Beasts. So the it's been a few weeks now uh, at the time that this comes out. So ultimately, you've probably become familiar with the I'm going to call it rumor and assumption that's gone around the fandom that Fantastic Beasts has been canceled. Um, It All signs point that way. I don't think it's been 100% confirmed, but I think we're all kind of working with the same uh, information that it it seems to be done. I think some people are uh, feeling like it's confirmed canceled. Some are still feeling like maybe there's a chance, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's done. I'm thinking it's canceled, personally. And so, uh, what I did is I did a three-episode sequence behind the mic for Patreon, and I did one episode just kind of talking about it being canceled and kind of what I thought went wrong. I did a second episode talking about kind of what the kind of what makes me disappointed about it personally, and what uh, I would have liked that 
movie franchise to be, uh, kind of that we didn't get. And then I did a third one, which you may have seen the uh, Instagram reel, TikTok video, uh, where I did a very, very, very high level, uh, quick Cliff Notes version of this one, uh, where I did an exercise of like, how, what changes could, like, what could have been done? You know, what could have been done differently to make this franchise survive and make Potterheads actually want to continue watching it and support it out, you know, from a story perspective. Um, and so I did an exercise where I was like, okay, I'm going to change just two things in each of the movies to save the franchise. Uh, and that was a, a really fun little exercise to do. So those three have been available on Patreon for, uh, actually a little while now um and so now just kind of like i said as as this bonus i'm gonna kind of summarize the the three of them together together and just kind of share some of my high level thoughts on fantastic beasts and kind of what happened and, and go through that so um let's start with what went wrong uh and i i'm gonna start here because this is kind of the only this is about as deep into it as I want to get in this aspect. There was a black cloud just parked over top of this franchise from the word go. You've got the author's relationship with the fandom, which is completely divisive, damaged, seemingly beyond repair. Um, it's, It's awful, the standing that the author of this series currently has within the fandom, and it's... I and that's not sympathy toward them. It's like, I can't believe where it has gotten <laughs> to with that relationship. It's, it's bonkers to me. Uh, so that is a huge, huge, um, factor. I think in people in this fandom, just flat. I know some personally that just literally flat out will not support something new coming out that is going to put money in the author's pocket. And so that is black, you know, a huge portion of that black cloud. But then there were also you know, divisive decisions made and casting decisions and just like issues with actors in real life. Like hiring Johnny Depp was controversial and divisive within the fandom. And then firing Johnny Depp was controversial and divisive within fans of the movies. And then the whatever is happening with Ezra Miller in personal life, I I haven't even been kept up with it. I just know that it's an unmitigated disaster uh, in just literal, like, real-life, you know, settings. And then, on top of that, there's a global pandemic, which is definitely impacting people's willingness and um, comfort level going to a movie theater when these movies are, the second and third movies are releasing. And it's like all of this is just a, a a mixture of just these things were kind of doomed but like i said that's that is not the only problem that is not the the what i just said is not just like the sole reason that these things f- failed and that's what i want to talk more about today so uh, i'm going to leave though all of those things there and i want to talk about the story itself and kind of what went wrong there. And if I could summarize all of the movies together and what didn't connect and what didn't work in one word, that word is confusion. 
These movies were confusing. Even the first one, which was by far the best one and could have just been a standalone you know, Pokemon in the Wizarding World type of a movie, cut off the last 10 minutes or whatever, and you've got yourself a really, a really fun, magical movie, and yet it still had very confusing elements happening within it. Uh, and the ending just added, compounded that, and then Crimes of Grindelwald might be the most confusing film I've ever seen in my life. And then Secrets of Dumbledore did a whole rewrite to try to just completely fix issues and confusing points from Crimes of Grindelwald and then did it in a super confusing way. So the whole thing was just very confusing from kind of from the word go. And ultimately, I think that is why these films as a story simply did not work and simply failed. Um, And so... I get so moving into kind of the second the second theme here of my thoughts is you know why that's disappointing for me personally. Now, I know that there is a, a segment of this fandom and and people who just wanted Pokémon with wands. They didn't want the Dumbledore Grindelwald story. I personally was not one of them. I can remember um I was like, after my second reread of the Harry Potter series, I was laying in bed, the sun had just come up, I was, or had actually been up, I just woke up, Uh, I know that because it was pre-toddler, and I could actually stay in bed, (laughs) Uh, I didn't have responsibilities in that moment, so I just laid there, and guess what I did, I thought about Harry Potter, and I thought, man, I've really kind of fallen in love with this story, I really would like more Potter, what would I want? And the answer was, I wanted the life and lies of Albus Dumbledore. Not the fabricated version that Rita Skeeter wrote, but ultimately, I wanted that story. I wanted more Dumbledore. I find him the most fascinating character to dive into within the series on both sides. Like, I know I tend to come off as kind of a Dumbledore apologist uh, to a certain extent, and that's fine. And I think part of that is because we haven't gotten to some of his more... um, more manipulative moments for me to critique him as much within the books because we're only in the second book um but we we will definitely have more and more and more to talk about and and I give him I give him his his due blame as well like I just find him a very fascinating character to to think about and discuss so I wanted more of I wanted more of him and so I would have I and I I would have loved the how Dumbledore took down Grindelwald story. I would have loved to see like that that struggle of I, we know it took a really long time for him to get it done. What what happened? Why did it take so long? Was it was it his personal feelings? Was it the relationship that they had prior? You know when they were kids. Was it the blood pack that the movies introduced? Like. I would have really loved to have seen that and and ultimately seen that come to fruition and and really kind of focus in on that in these movies that could have been really 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 cool I think like um and I'll get into it a little bit more when I talk about the changes that I would uh have liked to have made but I I I love the idea and think that that could have been an absolutely stellar trilogy of movies and the fandom at least anybody who finds Dumbledore, you know, uh, fascinating at all uh, or intriguing would have loved these movies. And so that that brings me into I'm going to jump into the the exercise of 
two changes that I would make to each one of the movies and kind of what what that turns this into and why I think that would have saved the franchise and ultimately made it way better and way more compelling. So let's start with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Great standalone movie, like 85% of it. And then the ending happened. And that's where the changes uh, I would have made take place. One, make Graves Grindelwald. And what I mean by that is no Polyjuice-esque body swap at the end. We don't need a reveal of turning um, Colin Farrell into Johnny Depp. We could have just gotten the reveal that, oh, this person is an imposter. This person is Grindelwald. It doesn't have to be advanced transfiguration. It doesn't have to be literal physical appearance of another human being. We don't we didn't need that. We don't we don't need that. It could have been a really, really, really fascinating um, way to introduce Grindelwald as a character if it was like a a deep undercover infiltration of Makuza with like an alias fake identity that Grindelwald backstopped to the teeth and was literally pretending like created this other person and was able to manipulate his way up to a position of power within the American wizarding government that is that is super compelling to me and it's a super dark wizard and it's a super like powerful wizard it could that could have been a really really cool angle to take rather than it just seeming like oh look it's it's polyjuice again I mean, we I know it wasn't technically Polyjuice, but the effect was the exact same. It was him literally taking on the full-on appearance of somebody else. Voice and all. And what I we've seen it before. It's a crutch, and I, I didn't feel like we needed it there. And it avoids a lot of confusion of, like, where's the real Percival Graves? Is he alive? How did Grindelwald impersonate him so well? Blah, 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 blah. Like, it, whatever. Second change I would make is killing Credence. I think Credence is a as a character is one of the worst parts of this series, particularly from a confusion standpoint. That who is Credence was like a plot line that made no sense at any turn that it made, and it made so many twists and turns. I think it would have been a way more powerful ending to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them if when the Obscurus explodes, that's the end of Credence. And I think what that does is, one, you have caught Grindelwald, you have figured out that it's an imposter, and you have thwarted the you know powerful Obscurus that he was doing this for. You've, you've caught him, and you've stopped the plan that he had to get harness the power of this Obscurus for his own advantage. So you've basically said, ha, we beat you, and that's how movie one ends. And you avoid a whole lot of confusion in the future. So that's what I would change in uh, movie one. So Crimes of Grindelwald, what would I change? Uh, In short, the whole damn thing. (laughs) Um, uh, But I can only pick two things. So, one, I I would just remove the Lestrange prophecy subplot red herring storyline from it completely. Just absolutely all gone. That means no Lita Lestrange, no use of comma, no weird 
Titanic sinking baby swap thing story happening because none of that actually had any bearing on the plot of these overall movies as a whole because it ended up that that wasn't that baby wasn't actually credence so the whole thing none of it actually mattered and so we spent an entire movie on this weird red herring subplot that was super confusing in and of itself for no payoff it didn't matter so get rid of it get rid of it and credence is dead so that aspect is gone anyways fantastic beasts <laughs> see what i did there dad jokes uh second thing that i would change from crimes of grindelwald is queenie's character spiral i don't i don't think that what the actions that queenie took in that movie aligned with the character that was established in the first movie and i don't think that it added value at all that switch the the from enchanting basically uh love potioning Jacob and trying to marry him against his will in the beginning all the way to switching sides to try to be with he, she literally left Jacob to join wizard Hitler to be with Jacob it did that doesn't make sense that is awful I just think it's I, I just think it's awful writing for that character she was way stronger than that in the first movie and I think could have been a really really cool um really really cool character and asset for the good side to bringing down Grindelwald at the end. So those are the two main things that I would change in Crimes of Grindelwald. In Secrets in uh, Secrets of Dumbledore, what I would change is, one, get rid of the chillin', super cute, but just added confusion. People didn't know whether the chillin' chose the leader because it exists now, or just the chillin' bowing changed everybody's votes. Like, there was literally, I heard podcasts of people talking about that with completely different interpretations of it, and they're like total Potterheads. So like, if you confuse them, you've confused everyone, and it was unnecessary. So, I, you want to give us a scene just like telling us what a chillin' is and showing us a cute little baby deer? Fine, go ahead. But it should not have any bearing on the plot whatsoever. Uh, that whole storyline gone. Uh, the second thing that I would change from Secrets of Dumbledore is instead of having Grindelwald officially running for that Supreme Mugwump position and actually being in the election, I would have liked to have seen Grindelwald's plan be to kind of like crash that election with the following he has gained and turn that into like a conflict. He could have had a, a big speech at the end and then all of his followers come out and it basically chaos and battle ensues. Um, you could you could still have him uh, end up battling Dumbledore. Blood Pact is broken and then we have... That could have actually taken place in 1945, and that could have been the battle where Dumbledore defeats Grindelwald, uh, gets imprisons him, and um, he becomes the master of the Elder Wands. So, in in short, what I would have turned, what I what these changes would have done is turn this trilogy into first movie. We see Grindelwald infiltrate Makuza, and you know. Uh, moving up through the ranks and ultimately how uh, he's captured at the end and they figure out that it's him and that Obscurus that he was after is now dead and he's like crap now he's in you know American Wizard Jail and he's 
got to kind of figure out what the heck to do next. And our group has to figure out like, oh, how did this happen? What is, you know, what, what he's, and we know that he's, he's not going to stop. He has a following. He's, he's going to get out. Like, let's, let's figure some stuff out. Then the second movie could be more about his escape, like show him putting those wheels into motion instead of it being like the first scene of the movie and no stakes. Like he, oh, he was put in jail at the end of the last movie and he's out by the beginning of the second. Woo! It didn't have any bearing. I, I, that could have been really cool to see that kind of come to fruition and then have the breakout be your big climax for movie two. And that whole time while it's happening, his, his followers that he already has are, are really making a stink in the, in the wizarding world. And it's causing a lot of problems for our, uh, for our characters and Dumbledore's behind the scenes. Like he's going to get out. We have to figure out how to actually stop him because, you know, the, this isn't going to, he's not going to be held and, oh, they're going to transfer him. No, that's, that's awful. That, that can't happen. There's, there's a, there's a tension that you could build that whole time. And, and all the while exploring our kind of OG version of the Order of the Phoenix and getting more about those characters and their stories, more about Jacob and Queenie in an actual authentic way, not her trying to like force him to marry her by love potion or enchantment or whatever just out of the blue. Um, you could have more with Newt and Tina and developing that. And, um, you know, Theseus's, uh skill set and and where he comes into play and he's maybe he's passing information in from the ministry that's saying like yeah man this isn't good what's going on with Grindelwald and the followers are really causing a problem and you can have these little micro um micro conflicts and it could have been really really cool and that could have ultimately been what the second movie was about get more about why the heck was um why the heck was Nicholas Flamel there at all in the first place and when you're not focusing on credence like you have room to explore the conflict in the planning of how do we you know maybe when Grindelwald was captured they got a hold of the blood pact and Dumbledore was able to get it so make more of the second movie about Dumbledore trying to break the blood pact and figure out how to defeat this thing and like give us that that I think that could have been really really cool and compelling you could have explored those characters in really really fascinating ways and then Grindelwald gets out in the third movie it's about Grindelwald you know, building more upon that, uh, upon that following and his plan to, to, uh, you know, take down this election and take power over the wizarding world. And, and our, our side, you know, our, our OG order of the Phoenix trying to thwart that and, and stop the followers from all the chaos that is ensuing. And then, um, you could have had moments where like, Dumbledore is interacting with characters we know and love and not screwing up the timeline to do it. It doesn't have to be McGonagall as a teacher. Like, that doesn't have to be the thing. Hagrid's here. Tom Riddle is at Hogwarts. By the time this battle is supposed to take place with Grindelwald, you could have explored those scenes more and got more with that uh, with that element of, like, the Chamber of Secrets kind of as a, a subplot to the... It's like Hogwarts conflict happening alongside wizarding world conflict with Grindelwald like that could have been a really cool dichotomy and you could have still gotten that tie into the main Harry Potter series and Hogwarts and all that and then like I said it culminates with that battle at that election Dumbledore takes down Grindelwald he becomes the master of the Elder Wand and you end the series with this like soliloquy that Dumbledore could have gone on where he's he like in that moment is when he realizes that 
it's not about uniting the Deathly Hallows, which you could have gotten way more of in the first two, like, first two movies, or at least in the second movie and up through the third. Like, you could have really explained more about that, the the Hallows and his hunt for, like, the that element of the story that I feel like we're just vastly missing um, some of that. That could have been so cool. And then he picks up the, the Elder One that he has just mastered. He has just won from Grindelwald. And then he kind of has this realization, it's not my destiny to unite the three. My destiny is to tame the one. The Elder Wand, the Death Stick, master this one element of the Deathly Hallows. Don't become the master of death. Become the master of this. And protect the wizarding world and its people from this uh, magical, you know, artifact that is so dangerous and has caused so much death throughout history. And do it quietly. Don't boast. People don't need to realize what this is, what I have. It it is my my contribution to the wizarding world is to save them from this for the greater good. And that is your end of the trilogy. Tell me that is not a better series than what the heck we just watched. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me. In whatever form you need to take. I actually just started a Facebook group. And there's a link in the show notes of this. Please, as a listener of the podcast, that Facebook group is for you. Click on that. Join. Answer a couple of questions so that I know you're a listener of the podcast. And tell me, is this a better Fantastic Beast series than what we got and would you have been way more compelled to watch it? Would you have loved it as much as I would have loved to see this? I want to know. So let me know in that Facebook group again. A link in the show notes. I hope that you enjoyed this behind the mic bonus episode of the Belated Binge podcast. I hope that you're enjoying the holiday season. If there is a holiday that you are celebrating right now, I hope that it is great to you. And if you're not, then hopefully you're just enjoying the content and maybe you got some time off work. Who knows? But um, either way, uh, I can't wait to get back to diving into the chapter episodes. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, this has been so much fun. Uh, I guess what I should be signing off with is shout out to producer Jack, who's currently getting groomed and I work like a dog. I will see you next time on the Belated Binge Podcast.